know, figuring out things that our parents never even got to figure out, right? Like, I'm very much a child at being an adult still. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm still getting used to being an adult. Like, Beyonce said it best. <laughs> Not the queen. <laughs> hey, guys. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Us All a Lie. It was all a lie. Yes. In this podcast, we are defining different concepts that we are coming across in our 25-year-old selves, basically redefining everything, reparenting ourselves. It's giving trauma. It's giving re-socialization. Wow. Wow. I'm just kidding. There's no trauma here, guys. Yeah, no. I mean, we could, we'll talk about it here and there, but it's more giving reparenting. It's giving, you should go to therapy. It's giving, <laughs> let's unpack that, okay? Period. But welcome back. So today we are talking about Black mediocrity and what that is and how that is comparable to Black excellence. Yes, ma'am. So, topic of Black mediocrity. So, we found a definition on the internet um, by Andrew Adong, Huffington Post. His definition of Black mediocrity is as follows. The simple idea that we should be afforded the same benefits as anybody else to do to simply exist authentically as our multidimensional selves without pressure of validation through acts of great excellence. Sheesh. Yeah, Talk about I really, it. I really like that last part without yeah. the pressure of validation the pressure of validation through acts of great excellence. Um And black excellence in this case could be, I guess, whatever definition. Um, I think a lot of the times we're going to be talking about it in the way social media portrays it and the most like common ways. Mm -hmm. Just keep that in mind when we're talking about um, black excellence in this case. Yes, Um, ma'am. But yeah, no, um, I, I, it's kind of, I feel like hot take, but black mediocrity is that soft, um, soft girl energy was that what's the term what is soft it life you think it's soft, soft life lo- is it not low-key low-key it's like i don't want the pressure of this life so i'm just gonna chill and do my thing exactly. my business dang I, that's really interesting i've never even thought about it like that wait that's wild keep going i mean like so to me like the que- I guess the first question we should ask ourselves is like, what is black mediocrity to us and how we even feel about that phrase, right? Mm-hmm. Because to me, black mediocrity is, like they said in the definition that you read, it's the lack of pressure validation. And I feel like, I mean, mind you, we're coming from an African perspective where we did not come to America to be poor. We did not come to America to not be successful. Mm-hmm. But even in that there is this inherent pressure to like surpass yeah surpass even our own expectations or even the expectations like there's that common joke within african families like you're either going to be a doctor engineer or a lawyer right <laughs> and even that that's yeah. excellence right it yeah. was as if there was there's and we even joke and like when we hear our fellow africans when we ask what their major is and they're like saying something in the arts or something like that we're like what are like he was that what is that and like yeah and that is due to like the pressure of having to like the validation of 
us being able to have these high achieving jobs. Mind you, our parents want us to have these high achieving jobs for economic reasons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, in general, I don't even know if black mediocrity could honestly even be fully attainable because of capitalism, you know, like, especially us being Africans, we did not come like, we do not have generational wealth when we are coming to the, like this country. Like, yes, we might yeah, have, we're the ones coming to build it. You know what I'm saying? So like in it, it only allows us really to have black excellence and yeah. it's really a survival technique. Wow. While I, if only, if honestly, the only way for us to achieve black mediocrity is if we <laughs> weren't surviving, to be honest, like, That's why I think white people are able to be mediocre. And I don't mean mediocre in an offensive way. Like, I'm not saying, like, oh, you're mediocre. I'm thinking mediocre as in, like, ease. Like, not having to, like, do the most and still existing, still getting your bills paid, still having a fulfilling life or whatever. Yeah. It's only, and to me, it seems like it's only going to be attainable when you have um, generational wealth. And in this country, the only people that truly have generational wealth are white people. And that's why we don't blink an eye when there's a, a family where one person's a professor, the other one's a doctor, and then the other person's like owns a plant shop. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> because they didn't feel right. right, because they didn't feel the pressure to. It's just like imagine a life where you don't feel. Wow, I can't, I'm even. I can't even finish my sentence, bruh. Imagine a life where you don't feel the pressure to to just overdue or just do so much because you know like everything's already going to be handled and you know as I'm saying this it even sounds like a mindset shift because I think that that is something that's happening right now with a lot of people um while you know over the last few years especially with COVID and everything I really saw the uprise of hustle culture or maybe I just became more aware of it because of my age like I'm in that age bracket or that time where it's just like okay like yeah maybe I could start a business or maybe I should be investing or maybe I should get a um what's it called a a life insurance policy whatever the case may be I mean the list goes on of all the different things that you could do at this age to set you up for future um to set yourself up for success in the future but imagine not having to feel like you had to do that and I I don't know if it's just because this is these type of conversations are inherent in other households or what, but like, I think I'm constantly like trying to get all this knowledge in, trying to pull all everything I can together to make sense of it versus it seems like other people just don't have the need. It's, it's not a thing for them. It's just like, Oh yeah. Like (laughs) if I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. And I'm just like, what, what, why not? You know? Do you feel those type of pressures? Oh, yeah, like, for sure. I mean, I I think I constantly am dealing with the fact that even when I surpass a goal of myself, I feel uneasy. I feel like I still need to achieve more. Like, there's still more. There's, I have a hard time of, like, really celebrating my successes. And I think that's rooted in that. Like, I constantly feel like there. I need to do more, right? Um And I would love a life of ease where I don't feel like I must constantly produce excellence or constantly produce something. But, yeah, I would love a life where I don't constantly have to be on the quote unquote grind like Mm -hmm. that. To me, that is black mediocrity. Um, Or is that 
or should that be black excellence? And like, I'm not going to lie. While I understand the concept now of black mediocrity, as we're talking about it, I have a problem with the phrase, like, I don't know, to be mediocre. It just sounds like an insult. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. it sounds like you just don't want to be good. And maybe we can change it to, like, just being average and being okay with being average. But even in that, like, I don't know if it's just training and upbringing from my family and my parents that negates the thought of being average. Mm-hmm. What I'm having qualms with that. I don't know. I think that, that makes sense. I mean, it kind of just goes back to what we were saying initially. Like, we did not come to America to be poor. Like, you were mm-hmm. honestly, I feel like you know, first generation or um, immigrant Africans, like, there is, it's, your parents are never going to really say, like, you're okay with just doing the bare minimum. (laughs) Right. That's never been, you know, pushed or perpetuated. And I'm not saying that we should tell our kids, like, be average, be normal, right? Because mm-hmm. we do want our, you never know, like, your kid could really be the next president, like, genuinely. Honestly, like, come on. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you just, yeah. like, push them, give them the right opportunities. But I think there gets to a point that, like, yes, as parents, that is their obligation. But as we, like, form into young adults, I feel like a lot of us Africans don't understand how to just relax, And not constantly feel like we have to surpass the next thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. it it do be feeling like a competition sometimes, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with the ingraining that our parents gave us from a young age of just push, 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 which is great. But it becomes detrimental as adults when we aren't able to just have ease, right? Right. Right. And I don't know if maybe we're not the generation to have ease, right? Maybe we're the generation to consistently be pushing ourselves because like, I really don't, I think ease can honestly only be given when there is a lack of stress. Right. And Mm, I don't know. I agree, but I don't agree. So this is interesting. I guess I see what you're saying. And I agree in the fact that it's a lot easier to be at ease when you know that things are taken care of. But then I think um, very quickly of, you know, what I'm seeing on social media right now, which is like the soft life movement or even in general with like holistically um, and even religiously and a lot of people's person, like a lot of personal relationships that people have with their with their maker is like claiming those things over themselves, regardless of actually having it. So. I don't know. And I I think I'm definitely thinking about it in a different aspect. Like you claim peace, you claim ease, despite what your circumstances are in one, um, you know, on one end. And then again, what I'm seeing on social media is people saying, no, soft life, me all day, every day, the next day and the day after that. Like, I'm tired of this hustle culture. I'm tired of feeling like when it when it, you know, ascertains to like business and everything or business and um, financials and um like just handling your future so I think I I think then I disagree like I think it can be done but it's just something that people kind of have to put their mind to 
Yeah, I definitely think ease is a mindset thing. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm talking about ease in like the capital sense. Like mm-hmm. real ease is not having to like worry about like your next check. Like real ease is knowing that your kids are taken care of. Like real mental ease is to me. I hate to say it, but it's capital. <laughs> like, it's everything good having to do with capital. I mean, I do believe that there is ease, right, in a mental and a spiritual sense. But I'm talking mm-hmm. about, like, I guess, yeah, I guess there's just multiple layers to ease. So, yeah, you can have ease in that regard, in one regard, and maybe not in the other, or you can have ease in all of it. But, like, I really feel like, I, I can only speak for myself, but I, as much as I truly want to have a life of comfort like having a soft life like I know Mm -hmm. my kids are gonna have a way softer life than I'll ever have oh for sure yeah you know what I'm saying so like I guess what I'm saying is like I know I will never be able to just completely not be on my grind because Mm -hmm. I just don't have I just don't have the opportunity in this country or honestly even in Kenya I really just don't have the opportunity (laughs) dang not even in the homeland no it's just like it's just reality. Like my parents yeah. just did not come from a wealthy family and that's okay. Right. And, mm-hmm. but like, I, I just, the level of ease I'm talking about that my kids and my kids, kids are going to have God willing is yeah. nothing compared to the type of ease I'm going to experience today. And my ease, I hate to say it could almost even sometimes even, like I said, if it's like a mindset thing, it could almost be superficial, right. For like yeah. my grandchildren, it's going to mm-hmm. be real ease. Like they're not yeah. going to have to think about mindset. <laughs> There's no, no mindset. it's not going to be. It's, actually, it's a reality. Yeah. Where do you think black excellence comes from then? Because then that would be the other side of the coin. Like, why are we so fixated on it? Something that is celebrated, especially, yeah, over the last, I feel like, 10 years, the phrase has really come about. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, yeah, I think Black excellence really got perpetuated a lot, especially after, like, Obama Mm. America, which is a great thing. Um, Black excellence almost feels like the exception to the rule, unfortunately, rather than the common yeah you know what i'm saying yeah because if we're looking at excellence right excellence specifically if we're comparing i'm gonna use barack obama as an example we thought he was the the perfect example of black excellence because he did something other black people couldn't do he became the first black president he became he was able to enter a league that was only white people right and to that, and because right. of that, we view him as excellent. So it almost kind of feels like black excellent is rooted in the white gaze. And mm-hmm, in ter- mm-hmm. and because of that, it goes just back to colonialism and white supremacy. It's unfortunate, but it's true. Like capitalism benefits white white people more than black people. So to me, it almost feels like black excellence is that's where it comes from. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that I'm not going to be a part of it because this is the world that I live in. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I'm not, I'm not delusional and being like, well, just because I feel like black excellence is rooted in white supremacy, I'm just not going to be a part of it. Unfortunately, no, I still like nice things. I still want comfortability. Like I'm still going to try to achieve quote unquote black excellence. But to me, it comes back from white supremacy. It goes back to like, just like pinning people against one another because Mind you, I'm not a part of white media. I don't know what white people are consuming in terms of their their goals, you know, like what they 
mm-hmm. what they view to like motivate themselves. But I just don't feel like white people have to really pin themselves against one another. There's not like, or maybe they do. Let me, once again, I'm not a part of white media. I don't want to speak on something that I'm I not I don't a know part what of. they do. Yeah, right. honestly. But I don't just, know how they feel against one another. Like when it comes to achievements, I feel like they have just a set role. They're just like, I want to do ABC and then they're content. Right. I just don't feel like there's much competition with one another, to be honest. While I feel like, especially specifically in America, right, you have the concept of like the house Negro versus the field Negro and how that has dwind or diluted into such concepts like black excellence. Like I, it's just like, there has kind of always been this pinning against one another concept. Right. In a barrel mindset. Exactly. In America specifically. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I think all these things kind of come from black excellence. Um, And once again, this doesn't necessarily mean it's like a completely negative thing. Like black excellence has afforded us a black president. Like black excellence has afforded us Oprah Winfrey like can we just be (laughs) grateful for Oprah Winfrey right you know what I'm saying but it's also where I guess where this idea comes from black mediocrity is that it can almost get a little toxic when we don't allow people to not be excellent when we only push excellence and we don't push people well we don't allow people to just not be excellent Mm mm-hmm you know, mm-hmm. and even saying that, it's like, why wouldn't you not want one? One is excellent. No, literally. But like, some people are actually just cool with just existing, right? Like, and I feel like that just that I feel like we that they shouldn't be shamed. Is all I'm saying. That's such an interesting concept. I think um, we've talked about this before, but you know, when somebody on Twitter they get a new car. And it's a new car to them. It's a used car. It's something that they've paid for in full, no loan. Um, And people are like in the comments ridiculing them. Like, why are you guys celebrating this? It's not a new car. It's just this. It's just that. Um, That's the first thing that pops into my head as far as like black excellence, quote unquote, versus like black mediocrity. It's just like this person isn't allowed to enjoy their moment of doing something for them that is an achievement just for them because they are not prescribing to this pressures and to what the um you know what the representation of success is for everybody else Mm -hmm. exactly like twitter is the perfect example of being able to see this like Mm -hmm. that specific tweet that you're talking about or even like yeah, like, I don't know if you saw those tweets when, like, people would be graduating. Yeah. Be like, summa cum laude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. President yeah, yeah, of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll have, like, accolades after accolades, right? Yeah. yeah. And it, that's amazing. But, like, that is not attainable for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's, as much as I am glad we are praising these people, Twitter always makes it comedic, right? Because there would be mm-hmm. people like, never went to class. <laughs> I saw, I <laughs> got saw straight D's. I saw, the, I saw a tweet that said I got all S. I right. <laughs> I was like, wait. I didn't even like it. I'm not going to lie. 
I'm, I'm definitely one of those people. Because <laughs> I was just like, wait, why are we... Why, why are we praising we, that? Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. And I'm not saying... I guess I'm not necessarily, I guess, I guess like my real qualm with this whole black excellence versus black mediocrity thing is like somehow in a society we've all established like there's a specific way we all should do stuff or there's a, a level of achievement that is palatable for all of us and anything other than that isn't okay. Or and is think it, that that's definitely not the truth, please. Right. Because yeah. it's never going to be fully attainable for all of us. And Nor I, is it necessary for living. Um, right. And I really love that you said that because the first thing that popped into my head was people who went to college versus people who didn't. Because now look. Right. Google don't care. Google don't care. <laughs> and on top of that, now that everybody, that a vast majority of people were rushing, were rushing college, college is now looked at as a high school degree. Now you right. have to achieve even more to be right. set apart to then be... Um, you know, compensated for your sacrifice. Right. And that's the thing. It's just, it's getting more and more unattainable. Like now I need a sky rise apartment to like (laughs) do a TikTok. (laughs) No, literally now I need a master's degree to work at an entry level job. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just getting to the point where it's just not attainable. Yeah. And I just kind of want to, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not going to do shit with my life, but I just don't want to have to feel like I have to do it um, to live my life the way that I want to. Right. Or I can't praise myself or people can't praise me just because it doesn't look like a specific image that media um, loves. Right. Like that's really hard because I feel like. Oh, man, I, I, I love what you're saying, but I feel like it's really hard for us right now. Especially because we've just come into a space where we are all, you know, in unison about supporting these things. And it's be- and it, 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 I feel like it has just become more and more attainable for people. So to now negate it and turn the other way, not negate it, but like be more accepting in a way, it just feels, I feel like a lot of people will feel like they're going backwards. It's just like, we just got to a place where people can actually do this and now you want us not to push for it or you want us not to strive for it completely because now it's too much pressure it's just like you know i can see people being like you know pressure make diamonds if you're not if you're not about it no that's true i'm not i'm not even saying don't do it i'm just saying let us celebrate every like i'm just saying like let us celebrate what the person wants to celebrate if this person is content with the fact that they got a used Honda and they want to put it on social media and be like, yay me. Yeah. Let them be like, why we got to be like, that's it. That's ain't no Tesla. Right. Got no rims on that joint. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. that's what I'm tired of. Like, I'm tired of people just hating on other people. Just like achieving their version of success. And you're telling them that's not enough. Like, who, no, who are you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And I think I, I also, aside from that, I also want us to like celebrate like, um, coming up, you know, like I mm. also feel like, Unpack that. I feel, well, I personally feel like media really, uh, you, I feel like a lot of people don't want to post what's going on in their life until they've fully made it to that level, right? Oh, man, yeah. Versus, like, showing, like, before you can get that test, so you had a used car. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Bef- there was it was a gradual steps towards getting what you want. And there are, obviously there are content creators that do show it. Mm-hmm. But, a day in the life right but we kind of like exceptions we're like wow thank you for your vulnerability yeah 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 <laughs> you know what i'm saying when it's like no everybody's dealing with this like no, you just chose not to post it because you're ashamed of it or because you know whatever exactly. the case yeah unless you came from wealth already baby we're all coming up yeah honestly it doesn't Talk seem like it. we're all coming up it seems yeah. like some we're just we either made it or we don't and there's and, like, to me, like, um, they always say, like, the the journey of life is what makes life meaningful. And it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like we're appreciating the journey. We just want the, the destination. Exactly. And I don't know, man. That destination looked pretty at the top. I'm not going to lie to you. It's hard. It's very hard. I don't feel like we were taught to appreciate the journey. Because if we talk about the upbringing, it wasn't like, oh, college is going to be hard or college is going to be not even hard because it's not, you know, different. I could see different people having different opinions about the difficulty of college. I'm more talking about the entire experience of college. You learning about yourself, you learning about others, you working on your perception, all these things that make it just a eye opening experience. And I don't feel like those I don't think that we have like a class. Or something that shows people like how to navigate those things. And I and I understand that there are certain things that can never be taught. Certain things have to be experienced. But I just I wish those things are more talked about rather than like, oh my gosh, we're gonna love you and we're only gonna clap for you when you get that doctorate degree, or we're gonna love you when you have that six bedroom, six bathroom home in this luxury community in whatever metropolitan. You know what I'm saying? Like the, from point A to point B, that middle ground. Nobody talks about like conflict resolution, dealing with you know the, all the skills that you have to like pick up is not really discussed because it's average. Mm, you oh my god, you just hit something for me. Here's the thing, and maybe you've been saying this all along, but I just needed to say it in this way. Before you were excellent, you had to be average at some point. And I don't think I don't think it dawned on me until today again. I've probably thought about this before, but like you had to fail at something first to to be able to get better at it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just a, I think it's a hard pill to swallow when you want to be excellent or that's something that you're striving so hard for because you're just like, OK, I'm doing it. Why am I not great? Why am I not? Why am I not hitting, you know, the goals that I'm seeing other people hit? wow I don't know that hit me different yeah but I mean like you can only even get to those goals if you even celebrate your little wins right like you pay off like one credit card or like one specific debt yeah in the the grand scheme of things you're still in debt but you're (laughs) one step closer right right it's those it's some little average mundane little things that get us to excellence it's like it's every little step. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading this book right now called, um, oh my gosh, Atomic Habits. The quote is specifically, habits are compound interest of self-improvement. Get 1% better every day counts a lot in the long run. So like those little compound interest things that are helping us become that quote unquote excellent person, like that I feel like 
also deserves praise. And that's, to people, average, mediocre shit. But, like, I'm just, it just, but that's the only way you can be excellent. Exactly. Wow. You just did some for me, boy. All the mundane stuff. And I don't feel like, I think this even touches on, like, what we've discussed before especially right when we got out of college we were like college in a way was toxic and fun because when it came to our deadlines we got into the habit or at least for I won't say everybody because some people are just better with time management but there were certain classes right where you got into the habit of like pushing it off and then now you have like a 15 page paper it's due in two days and now you're in grind mode and for whatever reason you get the dopamine hit every time you submit that paper and you actually do a good job because you you're like oh my god yeah, I just waited two days. I waited till the, you know, till until I had two days. I finished it. I got a good grade. It's lit. And you do it again. You do it again. You do it again. Unfortunately for you, in a way, you are basically like reinforcing, you know, this adrenaline hit that you are just giving yourself versus life is a series to Nishi's point and the quote is a series of mundane things like it's not about surviving it is about thriving and like just mosing down the lazy river of life to a certain degree because yes your days will get monotonous yes there will be days where you feel like you want to pull your hair out because you haven't done anything new in a while obviously you should schedule in some new things because you know tis the spice of life but like life is just a lot of the same old same old but you improving along the way. And I, I just, it kills me. And that's when you, and that is life though. Like, yeah, we're talking about destinations, but real life is everything we're talking about. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I'm always the happiest when (laughs) I'm doing nothing. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. You know, I just think like, like we're, like you said, we're just so goal oriented and destination oriented. We're not celebrating the real boring shit, but that's when life happens, you know. And that's I think what needs should be celebrated more mm. than necessarily just us achieving the goals, you know. Because like, what happens after you achieve the goal? You know what I'm now saying? What? Yeah. You know what I'm like if you're just doing all this just for praise, hopefully not just external praise, but like Mm -hmm. if you're just doing this just to be quote unquote black excellence, like you're not really living. You're not. You're just, you're just kind of hitting a quota. You're just like doing something rather than like, I hate to say it, like we're all experiencing black mediocrity to a certain extent. Um, we're all very much just average and that's that's beautiful like and it's okay for someone's version of black excellence not to be your version of black excellence but Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that their life was any less beautiful than yours and i just basically i'm just saying like let's let's praise black mediocrity to an extent right because that is when life happens yeah wow yeah, man, you you really hit it on the head. It's just really interesting. Um, thinking about this topic makes me think about like black girl luxury, you know, and all the different spaces in which, you know, people are really 
the black people are really excelling um and how everybody's reaching for that and it just just like I'm seeing on social media, um, you know, these pockets, these, it, and you know what is crazy? What am I doing on my FYP? Because my algorithm is all black girl luxury. It's all these things. And then every so often, every blue moon, there's a girl that comes on and she's like, where are the girls? <laughs> where are the girls who just, um, you know, they don't have a high rise. They don't have a Tesla, but they can blow, go to TJ Maxx and blow some money. Like, where are those girls? Why? I don't see that enough. and I don't know if it's because I'm not engaging in it or anything like that, but I feel like it's also still very subjective or maybe people can hit black excellence in certain aspects of their life and not every aspect of their life. Just like certain people can hit black girl luxury in certain aspects of their life and not every aspect of their life. Maybe to your point, because I know what you're saying is that not everybody can hit it, but I'm also like, maybe we just we don't do it in all the same ways to your point while still this way we're still also celebrating black mediocrity and people just achieving things in their own way yeah no i mean i think it kind of this kind of seems to be like a theme in our episodes it's like just very much define what it is for you and stick to it don't get distracted exactly so if your version of black girl luxury is a 2022 honda then let that be but if somebody else's version is a Tesla, then they're still both black girl luxury, like in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still very much going to go for black girl luxury. Not going to lie. Yeah. Like I still very much want the traveling and the bags and the sky rise, high rise apartments. Um, and I hate to say, I'm very much influenced by media and mm-hmm. that being told that's what I should like. And I have, and I do like it. Um, so, I mean, it just kind of goes back to like just figuring out what it is for you. But I think just like for myself, just to appreciate everything that comes in the journey of achieving that. Um, and also not like completely like hating yourself for not achieving it in a specific timeline. Cause I think that's also kind of where it gets a little toxic is mm-hmm. that we see these people doing black girl luxury and then they're like, Oh dang, she's only 27. Like, what am I doing? And it's just like, <laughs> you, don't you don't know. You don't know. Right. I'm not here. Calm yeah. Down. You really don't. You just see the, you just see the end product mm-hmm. and you need to just back up. Cause you're just, you're still in your process. Just like they were in their process before they got there there was some this is something that at a time they were also striving for if they're showing it right now as an achievement they had to work to get here um whatever work means to them is going to be separate from you so yeah and there are some content creators that are very like transparent about that like one person i think that we all know is like jackie Ina. Mm-hmm. she's very transparent about the fact that like Love she wasn't Jackie. always like this that right. it was she had to get here so i mean it's great that we have people like that out there yeah. that are transparent about their journey i mean jackie is literally the queen of black girl luxury um <laughs> it is great but i think it's just like hard to remember that when you're seeing her steam her bed for like the third time <laughs> that day and you're just like why don't i have time or, or the towel warmer her? No, right. oh, Jackie, i'd be putting me on appliances i never thought i'd needed what bro Bro, I'm trying to get matching Versace robes with my man and talk shit. Bro, like, I'm just... <laughs> you feel me? Like, put him on tea. I'm screaming. That's so funny. Yeah. 
it's great to have these these goals and stuff, but yeah, we just gotta appreciate the journey in it because you know it's and crazy. It's easier said like, than done. Yeah. Oh, it sure is. Oh, sure is. But I swear, some of my best moments were like in the brokest seasons of my life. Like also, I hate to say it, girl, but like college, college elite still. But I was Stop. so poor. Yeah, so poor. <laughs> so poor. Shawty called herself a brokey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like yeah. the people, the classes I the took, the moments, yeah, would never replace. Yeah, and that's, that's what I'm gonna look funny. back on. I'm gonna yeah. Be like, yeah, that was that was a moment. And you know gonna... what? And you want to know it's interesting. A lot of the time, you know, just even going back to our one of our previous episodes, you know, new levels, new devils. Because now you get into these stages, whether it be black or luxury, black excellence, whatever the case may be, and now you're looking back on quote unquote simpler times because now you have new things to deal with, and you didn't even think this was coming from you know you didn't think that would be a consequence to your success. Mm. And that's wild that there are consequences to, you know, something that you have achieved. Nobody ever thinks about the, you know, the side that is on the other side of the moon. Like, you just want to. It's just wild. Yeah. You're just, like, so caught up in just getting there. And then when you get there, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Taxes. (laughs) (laughs) Girl, taxes. Come on. Yes, that that six-figure salary you want, I'm not saying. I'm not saying, you know, what's left after taxes or whatever the case may be is a hit and for it because it's worth it. But baby, taxes, taxes. Bruh. Shall I say it again once more? Taxes. taxes. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine now, have, now, now some of us we are paying, paying the government. Mm-hmm. I don't oh, know. The way, guys, I don't know. For mm. context, this is the first year me and Dara both have both have to pay the IRS and we are hurt. <laughs> Can you tell? We're her. We've been, multiple, we've been uh, multiple checks. Listen, <sighs> it's fine. Anyways, but <laughs> no, fine. for sure, I hundred percent new levels, new devils type, and it sucks. Don't figure that out until you're there, and you're just yeah. like, Dang, I kind of wish I appreciated those simpler times, and it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, um, this was wild. I guess there's no because even with black mediocrity, right? you're you're very much just like stagnant too right like you just have to be kind and this is like my definition of mediocrity right Mm -hmm. stagnation you're kind of just like it is what it is there's no really like surpassing or like having I guess whatever the next level would be for you and with that there's 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 crappiness in that and then there's crappiness when you do achieve yeah (laughs) Excellent. Yeah. It's like it's really just like pick your devil. No, right? literally. I'm telling y'all, I think that's been and I, I'm not gonna lie, a reoccurring thought that I've had or a recurring thought that I've had throughout some this conversation is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, which is Ecclesiastes. Abra, hey, my man was going in and said, Everything is smoke. Everything does not matter. Like where whatever way you go, there's going to be consequences to that path. So whether it's stagnational, and I think that's why a lot of people are just like, okay, then I'm just going to go with the black excellence. Because if I can have my cake to to eat it just a little bit, then I'm probably going to choose that rather than just like, you know, black mediocrity, any level or any um, representation of stagnation. I probably don't want that if I'm going to have to deal with crap regardless. But 
I think it's just important for us to let y'all know. Either way you go, there's going to be some issues. So just know. Just just don't be surprised. Um, and be grounded in knowing that that's just life. And it hap- it all happens to the best of us. Like, that's um, Tanishi's point. That's why certain people get to their, you know, places and they just, it doesn't matter anymore. They're not even happy when it gets to certain levels of excellence or it's caused them so much um, along the path. So it is really just important to like live your life and actually like learn how to thrive and just maintain, um, in addition to striving, if that's, you know, a path that you choose. Yeah. Yeah. It was very much defining whatever that definition for you, because I think a lot of people aren't aware of what motivates them and what drives Mm -hmm. them and all that. I think a lot of people are kind of on autopilot and they kind of are just doing what they're supposed to be doing. And they're not really challenging, challenging these, these concepts of success, mediocrity, all that. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's really important to dissect that because you could really go on in your life, um, achieving your version of black excellence and realize that None of that it was never yours happens. to begin with. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's always been my biggest fear. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like, I think, especially when I was a uh, freshman in college, and I was like trying to figure out my major, I was very much afraid that I was just doing what my parents were telling me, and I think that honestly made me rebel. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I still f- see myself having. Oh my gosh, not a therapy session. Just Come on. Now, I'm realizing maybe that's why I like to control things. LOL, I'm going to talk to my therapist about Wow, this. no, 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 no. Can we unpack that? Can you, why do you like to control maybe things? this is another episode. No, I just think... <laughs> I just think this is the time and the place. They wouldn't come to you if we weren't having this conversation. So go ahead and let me and the people know why you like to, one of the reasons you like to control things. Um, I think I've, like, I, I would say I prize myself in being a very introspective person. Like I do <laughs> multiple touch bases with myself, like at yeah. every stage of my life. And I think there was a time where I was starting to really challenge what success meant to me. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like in my formative years, I was really challenging what success meant to me because I saw success like as getting a PhD and being a therapist and da, 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 da. And, and then when I realized, LOL, what it took, <laughs> but, <laughs> I was like, is that success to me? Right. Um, and I think because of that and having to like go against the grain, right, of what the people in my life were telling me, no, that is success, that is success, like keep going, keep going, like this is how you're gonna, you know, get whatever. And to me it didn't really make sense. And I think because of that it has I am now always like super gun ho about what I want to do and my version of success or my version of anything, because I'm just like, LOL. I think for the longest time I was on autopilot, I was doing what other people were telling me to do. And now I'm at a time in my life where I'm, I, I do feel like I know who I am Mm -hmm. when I hear people tell me, or when society tells me it should be a specific way to achieve whatever version of success that is. And I feel like there's other paths. I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, fuck that. I'm going to do it my way. And right. yeah. 
Okay, so that's not such a bad reason to control things. You no, just, you're no, just no, I'm not saying it's a bad reason. It's just, from, it um, yeah, no, I was just, I was just wondering. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really see what you were, what you were con- concerned with sharing with us. I think you're just like protecting yourself. You just don't want to, you know, be another molded human being in that sense. No, because I hate to say, I think society is dumb. Like, (laughs) I'm so serious. I think, honestly, when I see a bunch of people doing the same thing, that tells me I should not be doing it. I hate to say it. That's literally been my motto in life for the longest time. When everybody is going right, I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) I don't know. Let's let's take a step back. Why are we all going right? Let's talk about this. Let me sit and think. And if I feel like I need to go left, I'm going to go left. That's valid. She's talking about critical thinking, people. Yeah. 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 A skill? Talk about it. A skill we should all have. (laughs) A skill we should all sharpen. Something. It's just just one of those. (laughs) At every point in your life, listen. This podcast is about critical thinking, actually. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. We got to add that in the bio. A critical thinking (laughs) podcast. (laughs) i'm screaming no you're absolutely right but yeah i think that kind of wraps up the concept though that we were talking about um we 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 started to basically just talk about how black mediocrity and black excellence and how important it is for us to dissect what that means for ourselves and just how it shows up in our lives and specifically media so i hope you guys were able to get something out of this and Use your critical thinking skills. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and use your critical thinking skills. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening um, and tuning in with us today. Um, Before we go, really like to encourage you guys to leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you like hearing me and Nishi go back and forth about this thing called life, what we think about it, how we're working it, how we're thinking about it you know, honing in on our critical thinking skills, please feel free to leave us a review. We'd really appreciate that as we um, learn this process and expand as well. Yes. Give us five stars, please. Specifically. <laughs> but, you know, be honest. Like, be honest. Know, give it critical thinking like we said. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, Not too critical. But yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.